0: Okay, first I just want to say thank you um, for this opportunity. It's a a blessing to stand in front of you tonight, and I don't take it lightly. So I know God has something really awesome in store for us tonight. I'm going to tell you my um, title. Don't anybody get scared. The title is Healing Through Forgiveness. Okay, but that's actually a good thing, and I'll show you how that works as we go along tonight. Um, I one thing I do ask you is keep an open mind and an open heart Some of you as soon as I said that probably thought I don't have anybody I need to forgive I don't need this session or I've already dealt with that. Don't worry about it. I'm not gonna worry about anymore Well, I'm asking you tonight just to keep an open heart and see what the Holy Spirit has to show you and some of you May be totally healthy and have no issues and some of you may have things God wants you to work out So I'm asking you to keep an open heart tonight living free involves um, both spiritually and physically, requires forgiving ourselves and others. So that's what my talk's going to be on tonight. And i like to pray with you first, please. Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here with us and that you have a plan. And I pray that you use me tonight to speak through to these people. And I pray that um, your presence will do a work here tonight in our hearts and our minds. I pray for healing, Lord, in every way. We give you the praise tonight for what you have planned and we give this session to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Um, let's turn to Colossians 3, 12 and 13. This is the first scripture we're going to talk about tonight and there will be many. As you know, if you've heard me speak before, I like to throw a lot of scriptures in there. So it says, So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. That's my first scripture. And the second one is Matthew 18, 21 and 22. Um, If you go there with me. It says, then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, you know this part, right? I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. That's a lot. That's a lot of forgiveness for any of us to uh, think of or imagine. Um, But here's the thing. If God expects us to forgive, he will enable us to do it. His grace is there. To enable us to forgive the people that we think we can't. So, um, the million dollar question is Do you want to be free tonight? Do you want to be free tonight? All right, say after me I want to be free. Okay, point number one is how unforgiveness affects us spiritually. This is pretty powerful, so I want you to dig your heels and really listen tonight. Um, Many of us have been hurt. All of us have experienced pain in our life. All of us have had someone sin against us, hurt us in many, many ways, some to more extents than others. Um, However, many of us for many, many years have probably been doing something what we call sweep it under the rug, okay? So we have a rug on the carpet. We don't feel like moving the rug, but we just sort of sweep around it or pick it up every once in a while and sweep under it, just stick the dirt underneath it, okay? Okay. I don't really want to think about how this pain is affecting me. I don't really want to think about that sin that person committed against me or that unforgiveness in my heart. So I just keep sweeping it under the rug. Well, what's going to happen one day when somebody steps on that rug? Right? It's going to go all over the floor. It's going to be exposed. And that's what happens in our life is we're trying to hide it, but it's going to come out. And it's going to come out in anger anger. It's going to come out in how we uh, treat our family, our friends, how we handle situations, anything stressful. It's going to come out in all those areas. So like it or not, it's going to come out. So it's time to deal with it. Um, Bitterness is really a wall that we've put up between us and God. And um, it really does affect our relationship with him. So that's why this is such an important topic is because if we want to go the next step with God, if we want to go further with him, we must forgive. It's a commandment. It's not a question. Um, It's it's one of his commandments to forgive. This is what you must do. I want you to picture um, a garden has weeds growing up everywhere in it. Okay. That's kind of the condition of our heart when we have bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart. Is it easy for something to grow in a condition like that? Is it easy for fruit to grow in a condition like that? No, because what happens is it chokes it out. Right. So many of us, we go through our life saying, well, why don't I have more fruit or why don't why don't I have more evidence of God's love in my life? And sometimes we have to look back and see that it's because we got weeds in our heart and God wants to dig them out and get rid of them forever. So that's something I want you to think about. Another thing is playing the victim role. (laughs) You know, sometimes and let's be honest, we've probably all done this. It just feels good to be mad at somebody. It just feels good. You know, like they did something stupid, and you want to be mad. You just want to be like, well, they don't deserve my forgiveness. Well, why would I forgive them? They did this, this, and this. Well, you don't really know what they did to me. If you knew what they did, okay, have we ever said that? If you really knew, okay, well, that's not how God (laughs) operates. But we really like that feeling sometimes, and sometimes we use that to our advantage in life. And we kind of use that as a crutch Well, you know, I I could have a better job if my dad wouldn't have abused me. I could have a better marriage if, you know, I would have had a better start to life. And let's get honest. Those are excuses. Those those are excuses that um, God doesn't agree with and doesn't like. Is it awful that we were affected like that as children or wherever we were hurt? Absolutely. Absolutely it's awful. And it's hurtful. But that's not how we decide to live our life now. We decide to live our life life now for who we are and where we're going and the blessing that God's given us now. Um, So another thing is you often hear people say, well, I'm going to wait till they apologize. (laughs) Has anybody ever thought that? Well, I'll just wait till they apologize, and then I'll forgive them. Well, what did Jesus do? You know, uh, that's a common saying, but it's true. What did Jesus do? Let's look at Luke 23. 34. Because he did things a whole lot differently than what we sometimes choose to do. It says, but Jesus was saying, "Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing." You know, this took place on the cross. Jesus had just been beaten, tortured, nailed to a cross, spit on, every kind of abuse that you can think of, every kind of shame that you can think of, was placed on Jesus on the cross. And what did he do? He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Did he wait for those soldiers or for those people in the crowd to say, I'm so sorry I did this to you? Nope, he didn't. He chose to forgive first. And let's be honest, nine times out of 10 people are not going to (laughs) ask for forgiveness. You know, that rarely happens, where people will actually come up and, and apologize. So let's, let's be the bigger person and do it first. Um, when we do our part, God does his. And that's the really exciting part about this is the one thing that God is asking us to do is to forgive. And then what he promises to do is to fill us with amazing peace and joy and healing and change our life and make us whole. Who wants that? Amen? Who wants to live a whole life? So, um, do you realize that we're actually holding ourselves captive (laughs) when we don't forgive? We think that that they deserve that, you know, that we should hold that against them. But when we don't forgive, we're holding ourselves captive. Picture yourself sitting in a jail, okay? And Jesus comes up and he unlocks the door to the jail cell and says, come on out. And you say, no, thank you. Actually, I'm comfortable here. Actually, nah, I don't, I'm not ready to forgive. I think I'll stay. Who wants to stay in a jail cell when you could walk out free? And you really need to have that picture in your mind because that's, that's what's happening. Is Jesus is saying, this is the way. Come this way. Do this. Forgive. And you'll be free. And you're saying, you know, but it's comfortable being angry. It's comfortable. That's who I am. Have you ever he- heard anybody say that? Well, that's who I am. You know, I was hurt as a kid, and, and I'm just angry. That's who I am. You know, but that's, God has so much more for us, and I've seen it time and time again. So I just really want to encourage you tonight about that. Um, another example is that, um, and some of you have probably heard me say this before, um, if you picture a house with a bunch of garbage in it, okay, what are you going to attract when you have garbage in your house? You're going to attract rats, Right? Well, you could set a bunch of traps. You'll get rid of a few of them, right? But what will happen if you don't get rid of the trash? The rats come back. They'll keep coming back and coming back and coming back until you take the trash out, right? That is what we do when we forgive. We're taking out the trash permanently, right? But it's an ongoing process because Someone's going to hurt you again, <laughs> I guarantee it. So when you learn this strategy, when you learn to forgive immediately, it's an awesome thing. Because, and I've done that myself, trust me, I, I, walking through this myself, you know, somebody does something, I within five minutes, I try to turn around my thinking and say, you know what, I'm going to choose to forgive them. And that's what I say, I choose to forgive them. Because it's a choice, it's not a feeling. You're never going to feel like it, trust me. But it's a choice. And God will enable you to do it and empower you to do it. Um, So bitterness and unforgiveness is like trash in your life that God wants you to get rid of once and for all. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 2, 10 through 11. This scripture here talks about something very important um, that I want to share with you. If you have unforgiveness in your life, and bitterness in your life it's an open door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your life and you've God's God's protection is limited when you refuse to do what he's asking you to do so let's read the scripture but one whom you forgive anything I forgive also for indeed what I have forgiven if I have forgiven anything I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ so that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. That last line, so no advantage would be taken of us. So the enemy takes advantage of us when we're in a weak state, when we're in that bitter state. Um, so obviously, repent and forgive. That's what we need to do. Um, and unforgiveness is one of the most powerful destructive forces in our life and it, and the thing is the enemy makes it seem like it's a good thing you know he he's deceitful and he knows he knows our weak points so be aware of that be aware of his schemes um another thing that i another picture i had the other day was when you're harboring unforgiveness and bitterness in your life you're burying it alive you're burying the, um, the raw feelings, the pain, um, the suffering from that incident. You're basically you know, burying it deep down inside of you and covering it up, pretending that it's just going to go away on its own. And I don't know if any of you have ever saw When I was a kid, I used to watch the Edgar Allan Poe movies. Not the best thing to watch, but I did that as a kid, OK? And one of them is a lady who gets buried alive. Okay, because, see, they give her some drug or something to make her look like she's dead. So she's in the casket, and she's scratching and digging at the casket. Get a picture of that. Like, that's what your pain, and that's the things that you've buried. That's what they're doing is they're literally eating you alive from the inside out. And I don't know. It was just kind of a nasty thought, but it came to me. You know, it's like scratching, like, get me out of here. <laughs> um, Again, we think we're let, we're, that we're letting them off the hook if we forgive them, you know? But really, we're letting ourselves off the hook when we forgive. Amen? Okay, let's go to Mark 11.25. This is powerful because it says that if we want our sins forgiven, then we have to forgive. Ouch. Anybody just think that in their head? <laughs> Ouch, right? We don't want to have anything between us and God. It says, "Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions." Why does that have to be tied together? <laughs> Anybody ever struggled with that? You guys look tired tonight. Give me a big amen. Okay. <laughs> Hebrews 12 14 and 15 I'll just read it you don't have to go there it says pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and it may be defiled and many be defiled we don't want a root of bitterness in our lives Ephesians 4.31, I'll read that one as well. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger and clamor, slander, be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. How dare we hold something against somebody when Jesus did that for us? He went to the cross and gave up everything so that we could be forgiven. He's not asking us to die for somebody else. He's just asking us to forgive him. So how dare we belittle the work of Jesus on the cross by not doing the same in our own life? Amen? Okay, point number two is what happens when I forgive? Um, I need someone to help me. Bonnie, Miss Bonnie, can you help me for a second? Um, hold the microphone so I can talk. Okay, so we have these two pencils. We're going to pretend this is you. We're going to pretend this is your dad. I'm just made up somebody, okay? But this is something I hear a lot about, um, issues with their fathers when they were kids. So when your father um, hurts you, okay, maybe he abused you, let's say, and th- what happens is you're tied to him then. You have this knot. You have this relationship, okay? And it hurts, and when you ignore it, And you try to go about your own way. You try to go over here. Can you get rid of it? Can you get free? No. Let's try this new job over here. Oh, that's not making me happy. I keep remembering my dad and what he did, that horrible, horrible father and what he did to me. Well, what about over here if I, you know, maybe I can start drinking. Maybe that will make me feel better. Maybe forget things. Right? You just can't get away. You keep getting bounced back. You're tied to him because you haven't forgiven him yet. When you forgive him, however, you're free, right? You can go about your own business. He can go about his own life, and you're free. So I want you to remember that because here's the other thing, and I've seen this happen many times. When someone chooses to forgive, that other person, let's say their father, is released in the spirit realm as well. You are also doing something for your father when you do that. And I have seen people come back and say, you know what? When I forgave, that person came up to me. And I didn't even say anything to them. And all of a sudden, they wrote me a nice letter. Or, you know, our relationship is starting to get reconciled. Is that crazy? I mean, they didn't go up and apologize. They didn't do anything. But in the spirit realm, you've released them. And and down deep, every single one of us, if we admit it, want the people who hurt us to be saved and free as well. We really do. So when we do our part, then God can start to work in their hearts, which is a really exciting thing. Um, Another analogy I have for you is um, some of you may be thinking, well, I've already forgiven um, my dad. Let's say I'm using that as an example. Um, But, you know, when I think about it, it still hurts. It still really hurts. It still feels kind of raw. Well, in that situation, I would say, You probably have said the words and maybe even meant it, but maybe there's more that needs to happen there. And the analogy I'm going to give you is, let's say there's a post, okay? And when somebody hurts you, um, that's when a nail gets driven in to the post, okay? When you forgive, God takes out the nail. But what's left in the post? A hole, right? That's when the Holy Spirit can come in and do a work, And maybe that's the part that hasn't happened in your life yet. Maybe the Holy Spirit hasn't come in and healed that area of your life. So I'm going to give you some directions at the end of this and tell you how to work through some things. Um, But that's another opportunity to work through some of these things again. If you feel like you're looking back at your past and you're thinking, that still really hurts when I think about that, then there's probably still other issues that God wants to deal with you with that and to heal God is a healing God, and, and trust me, I've seen it over and over again. He's awesome. Um, and Another thing I want to give you a reference as well, because if any of you are really struggling with this area, there is a book called Wounds That Heal, and it's by Siemens, S-E-A-M-A-N-D-S, and that is an awesome book that relates us forgiving with what Jesus did on the cross, which is a really powerful resource, so I want to give that to you. Um, let's read Romans eight twenty eight. It says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You know what? If we don't go through stuff, we don't have a testimony. And we got to have a testimony if we're going to reach this hurting world. And, you know, I've gone through some stuff. Our marriage was not good. We had a lot of issues when we got married. Our family was not good we've struggled and we're much better now but you know if i wouldn't have gone through those painful times i know that i would not have the heart for the broken that i have now and so i can look back and i can say you know what it's okay i went through that stuff for a purpose and now god's going to use me to help somebody else and that's almost always what happens is when you get free, and you get whole, and you forgive, God turns around and puts somebody in your life that was in a similar situation, and you can say, you know what, look what God did for me, and then right there, boom, you're a testimony, right, there's hope at the end of the tunnel, you know, there really is, Um, God's goodness shines through every time, he's an awesome, awesome God, um, and I want to give you an example of this, and this is a really cool testimony. This person gave me permission to give, um, there's two testimonies I'm going to share. They do not, neither one of them attend this church. Um, but her, this was um, one of the first person's people I ever saw, and she came to us struggling with homosexuality and depression, among a whole lot of other things. And... Um, you know, she was broken in many ways. She knew, she was a Christian, and she knew it wasn't right what she was doing. Um, when we started diving into her past, um, all kinds of things came up, and the biggest one was sexual abuse and all kinds of abuse by many of her family members. She made a list of 21 people that she needed to forgive, 21 people, and these were major offenses. We went through, and she forgave every single one of them one by one, and Um, by the end, really, I never addressed the lesbian part of it. We hardly ever talked about it. She just started forgiving people. And she would say to me every time, how is this going to help me? How is forgiving this person going to help me? And I kept saying, just trust me, just trust me. When you forgive, God heals. That's the way it works. So, um, she forgave every one of them, 21 of them. The last session we had, um... I prayed with her, and she's, I said, how do you feel? She said, I'm free. She said, I'm absolutely free. Now, let's give God the praise for that, because that's awesome. God is so good. And here's the other cool thing is recently, she was 42 years old, never had a date with a man, ever. She went on her first date a couple months ago, and she texts me once in a while, and she tells me you know, how she's doing and stuff, but how amazing is that? God is so good. He really is. He sees your hurt and he sees your pain and he knows it. He knows it's real, but he is a real God and he meets every need and he heals the brokenhearted. I see it over and over again. I can tell you with hundred percent confidence that that's the God we serve. So I want to give you that because that's just awesome. Um, Another major issue we have is forgiving ourselves. (laughs) Anybody ever struggle with that? I know I have, forgiving ourselves, right? The enemy likes to remind us constantly of the mistakes we've made. And, you know, if we think about it, we could probably fill up this church with the amount of regrets that we've had in our life. Me as well, you know. Why didn't I do this? Why did I do that? You know, but the enemy wants to keep us living in the past. If he can keep us living either in the past or the future, worrying about the future, then we're unproductive today. And God wants us to be productive today. So we have to say, I choose to forgive myself for what I've done. And I release the right to, you know, declare this evil over my life any longer. I'm going to live free. And so I want to tell you that tonight that, and I recently talked to some people who were telling me that I just can't forget the past. I just can't forget what I did. You know, Jesus can't remember it. God can't remember it. Why can we? You know, pastor says that all the time. Why do we choose to bring that stuff up? We got to live for today. We have to live. If, let's say, we have tr- issues with our kids. I've made mistakes with my kids, you know, and I got to live for today. I got to be the mom, the best mom I can be today, and they'll be fine. You know, we're fine. <laughs> we're good, you know, and our parents weren't perfect. So we got to keep that in, in check. Um, so... Speak with me right now. I refuse to live in the past. Refuse to live in the past. We're not going to do it anymore. Our sins are as far as the east is from the west. God has forgiven us. And let's not belittle the cross by saying we have to keep remembering it, right, when he did all that work for us. Okay, number three, how unforgiveness affects us physically. Now, this is interesting because um, I have not... um, I'd never heard this before I did the health challenge. Some of you have been in the health challenge with me in the years past, so you've seen some of this. Um, but this is, this is really interesting. So um, I want to read with you um, Proverbs 4.20, if you would turn there, please. Because um, I, a lot of us want to think that what happens with this spiritually doesn't affect our physical bodies, but I'm about to prove to you that it does. Um, let's read it. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep in the midst of my heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their whole body. His words are health to our whole body. So when we read and study the word, it's health to our body, our physical bodies. Um, I watched a video, and that's what some of this information I'm going to tell you about was on. It's the destructive power of unforgiveness. It's on YouTube, if any of you want to look it up. It was filmed in New Zealand. Um, And very interesting. So um, I'm going to tell you three different parts. First of all, Pastor's already talked about this, but I'll refresh your memory. There's three parts to us. We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. Okay? Um, Our spirit... Is our personality, our character. It's who we are, right? Our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. And this is where things get messed up real quick. (laughs) And then we have our body. So when we get hurt, I want to walk through the steps here with you. When somebody offends us and hurts us, um, it all starts with that event. And it hits us first in the realm of our emotions, right? The first thing we want to do is say, how dare they? How dare they do that? So that hits us in our emotions. Then your will kicks in, okay, which means in the same realm of the soul area, our will is like, I'm not talking to them. I'm not going to go sit beside them in church. I'm not going to go apologize to them, okay, because our will kicks in, and our will can be a really strong thing. If we have healthy emotions and if we're tied in with God and we do what he says at this point and we forgive, it won't go any further. It won't affect our spirit and it won't affect our body. It's done. It's erased. However, at this stage, if we let it fester, and let's think of the word fester because that's kind of a gross word, right? We think about something festering inside of us. That's what's happening when we don't forgive. So... um, the way we act towards that person completely change, and it heads to the spirit area of our life. And in the spirit area is where bitterness is created. And once we've done that, our core of us has changed forever, our core, because we've decided to make that change. It was our choice. We allowed it to go that deep inside of us. Um And it's self-inflicted. That's the thing that's really scary: is that we're doing it to ourselves. Again, when it festers in the spirit realm, keeps festering, keep remembering, keep getting angry, not dealing with it, then it heads in to our body. Okay, um, when it hits our body, we're in trouble (laughs) because we're going to have physical side effects to the bitterness. And this sounds really weird because you know, really, how can something I think affects my body? Trust me, it does. Um, So on the video, it talks about four different things that their particular church and ministry have seen the most common results of bitterness in a person's life, how they manifested physically, okay? And I want to give you all um, just a blanket statement right now. If I say one of the ailments that you're, you know, struggling with, do not be like, oh my gosh, she's saying I have unforgiveness in my life, and don't freak out, okay? It may be true, but it's possible it's not. Okay, so don't go there. But just pray and ask God to show you. Okay, so the first one is, the very first one, and I've also read this in a Joyce Meyer book, is arthritis. Um, I have read it several different places where arthritis is a manifestation of bitterness and unforgiveness in our life. Not all arthritis, some arthritis. Um, the gentleman who was doing the um, tape told me that he had a woman come forward and her fingers were like this with arthritis, you know, really, really bad. And um, he felt like God was saying that there was some unforgiveness in her life. He revealed that to her. She forgave, and right in front of him, her fingers stretched out. All the the arthritis was gone. So sometimes, you know, when you come up to the altar for prayer, um, we can pray for you sometimes, and sometimes it has to be you. Sometimes there's something that God wants you to do when you're at the altar. And I want you to be open to that because there's such great, you know, freedom on the other side of that. Um, Okay, so number one was arthritis. Number two, asthma. I don't know, but that's what he said. So asthma is number two. The next one is irrational fears, which really isn't a physical thing, but um, people really were dealing with a lot of irrational fears when they had unforgiveness. And the fourth one is inability to conceive. Now, I want to tell you a story about this, because this is another really awesome testimony. Um, When I was doing the health challenge two years ago, I shared this information. At the end of the session, a woman who doesn't attend here came up to me and said, um, bawling, you know, crying, I have unforgiveness against my dad, and I haven't been able to get pregnant. It had been years that they'd been trying. And instantly, you know, I was like, oh, why did I say that? Because you have so much, you have issues. If you can't conceive, there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of stuff that goes along with that. And I certainly didn't want to pile that on top of her. But I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, and she told me about her dad. She told me about the issues she had. And um, by the end, you know, I prayed with her. And I said, well, if that's what God wants you to do, then you need to forgive This, our class was almost over at that time, and she didn't, I didn't see her again after that, but her friend attends this church, and about two to three months later, guess what she said? She came up to me and said, you're not going to believe it, but she's pregnant. So again, God is awesome, and if he reveals something to you, even tonight or any time in your life, it's for your good. He has your good. He's thinking about your good future, so Our obedience is is tied sometimes to our freedom, you know? And this woman was able to have a baby, and the baby she wanted for years and years because she forgave, which is just a really, really awesome story. Um, So again, I wanted to tell you about that just because it's so cool. (laughs) God really does heal, and he really does set people free. Um, So what I want to talk to you about Um, as we finish up these last few minutes. Now you can look at your paper that I gave you. This is straight out of a Neil Anderson workbook, which we do have the entire workbook available here if anybody wants to see it. This is one of the sections of it. And um, this is what we do in mentoring as we work through this. And the first thing that I want you to um, do in your own time or even tonight, if you want to do it right now, if God's putting somebody on your heart, is make a list of the people you think you need to forgive. Um, And if you question it, do it anyway. Just write the name down. What the heck, you know? Just you might as well do it and get it over with. Um, So then the next thing is, is you're going to say this prayer. And I wanted to give you something real to take with you because I'm sure there's at least a couple people out there saying, well, how do I do this? How do I forgive? What do I say? What do I do? And I want to give you a real paper right in front of you you could take home with you and have with you always because if you don't have anybody now you will (laughs) you will something could happen on the way home right somebody could cut you off on the road and you could be really mad at that driver right so um if you look at that it says lord jesus i choose everybody say "I i choose i choose this is a choice forgiveness is a choice not a feeling I choose to forgive, and you're going to put that person's name in there, and then you're going to say for, and in that case, you're going to say abusing me, hurting me, rejecting me, whatever it is, um, because it made me feel. Now, that's the important part, okay? We got to get to the feelings. Nobody wants to talk about the feelings, especially some of the men in this place are probably like, oh, gosh, does she have to talk about the feeling stuff? But trust me, your healing is tied to this. So, the feelings, how did it make you feel? Man, it made me feel rejected, worthless. You know, just list it off, however it made you feel. And pray through this whole thing as you're praying, and God will deliver you. Um, as you read that prayer, then you go on to the next section. And then this is really powerful, because I choose not to hold on to my resentment. I relinquish my right to seek revenge. And... um, ask you to heal my damaged emotions. That's where the Holy Spirit really comes in. When you make a choice with your heart and God knows that that's what you want to do, the Holy Spirit is our healer. He really is. He comes in and he works your heart and he gets into those dark parts and he shines his light in it. That's what God does is he puts his light in our darkness and he heals it. And then, when you look back on the, the things that happened as a child or the things that happened in your marriage, whatever it was, the pain isn't there like it used to be. There's, It's released. Now, you're not going to look back and say, wow, I'm so glad that happened. You know, you're not going to look back and say, that was a happy time. But you're also not going to look back and have that sick feeling. I mean, does anybody ever had that sick feeling in their gut about something really bad that's happened in their past? That should... That should be released. The Holy Spirit, spend time with the Holy Spirit. Here's our healer, and he loves doing it. That's what he's there for. He's our best friend. He sees our hurts. He sees our pain. He wants the best for us, and he's so happy when we choose to forgive that he willingly rushes in to do his part. That's the awesome part. So I just want to close by saying God is good, and again, he, he sees you, he sees your pain, um, he sees what you struggle with, he cares, he loves you, and um, just be open, be open to what he has to say, and, um, and just obey, do what, do what he says to do. Can we pray, please? Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this night, and we thank you, God, that you reveal truth to us, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are a healer. And I pray now for anyone here that might be struggling with unforgiveness, that you would give them your grace to forgive, that you would really show them your goodness and your mercy. And I pray for healing, and I just pray, God, that your work be done in us. We openly and willingly ask you and invite you to show us more, to be real to us and to speak to us, and we will obey. I just pray that we do your will every day, God, and I trust you. We trust you that good things will come from everything that we've gone through and that we will have a testimony and that you're going to use us for your good. We give you the praise, honor, and glory tonight for you are an awesome God. In Jesus' name, amen.